This is DJ Art of the High Score 510 Podcast. Unfortunately, this week, we did not record an episode. We decided just to watch the Super Bowl in peace, or not at all. However, we didn't want to leave y'all empty-handed. So we went back and we remastered this classic episode, our 2020 Super Bowl Confessional Hotline. The story behind this episode is the San Francisco 49ers were playing the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. AG3 and I found ourselves at a Super Bowl party at our friend Tim's house. We set up a confessional booth in the attic and allowed other guests to go up, give their thoughts, predictions, and reactions about the game. We even took calls from other friends, family, and fans. And this is where the episode starts to get a little bit interesting, to say the least. In this episode, you're going to hear bravado, misery, elation, and maybe even a Black History Month fact or two. Without further ado, welcome to the High Score 510 Super Bowl Confessional Hotline. Episode of the High Score 510 podcast. AG3 and DJ Art find themselves at a Super Bowl party. Because they love hearing themselves talk so much, they decided to set up a confessional booth. Furthermore, they opened up the High Score 510 Super Bowl hotline, where a myriad of characters and friends were able to call in and share their innermost thoughts and feelings about Super Bowl Sunday. These are their confessionals. You have reached the High Score 510 Podcast Confessional Hotline. Please leave a message. Hey, niggas. Hey. You know who this is. Man, it's the owner. I'm like the man, the mayor, the real dude, the legend. It's my podcast. High score 510. Y'all know how y'all got that name? Y'all didn't. It's the name I gave it. Because it's my podcast. You gonna call me back? Probably not. R.I.P. Kobe. That's the only thing I care about. I don't care about y'all. And if y'all decide to sell this podcast, I'm gonna have. Or at least 33%. No, no, no. More like 55%. I want a little bit more than half. I don't even think y'all. Hello? Is somebody going to pick up? I know y'all hear me. Where Pedro at? Hey everybody, this is uh, DJ Art. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a sad day in my world. Um, things aren't going well at all. Um, the 49ers are here, and they're, uh, they're in the Super Bowl. And if they win it, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself, um, a big part of my sports identity is is the hate I have for the 49ers. And um, if uh, for some reason they win a Super Bowl before the Cowboys, I really might just break down. I might just I might go on a spree of just cussing motherfuckers out. Hey, 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 what's up? This is the boy Box Care. Super Bowl Sunday. You know, I had watched this game at home. Let's go, baby. Vote black. God damn it, we both black. 
We didn't vote. We didn't vote for Barack to be the president. We voted for Barack to have black in goddamn office. Okay. So we want the nigga to win because we want another nigga to win the goddamn Super Bowl this year. My identity of hating the 49ers has made me a fan of the Cowboys. And that is the team I follow the most closely. And if the Niners win, then it's like, it's like Thanos winning. Fuck the Niners, man. All right. Um, all right all my, all my, my Niners fan homies, love y'all. Fuck y'all team. Cowboys, that star for life. I'm here again. Here I am in the booth doing a confessional. You know who it is. It's AG3. Uh, right now, I'm in this booth, so I'm coming at you like, I guess, Pope Leo who went ahead in the Crusades and basically tried to kill every dead brown person he ever saw. I'm at another Super Bowl party. I remember the day, it was 1996, and I said I would never do a Super Bowl party ever again in my life. But wouldn't you know it? 12 hours away from drinking tequila and IPAs mixed with tequila and, and mezcal, here I am again. It's like 1996 all over again. At least someone don't have an O'Kim book. Hello there. I'll identify myself as just another concerned citizen here. But I'd like to point out that during the singing of Demi Lovato's national anthem, one Queen of Bay and Jay of Hova were both seated during the singing of that national anthem. Just thought I'd bring that to people's attention as a concerned citizen. So I'm not sitting in my favorite chair. Of course, I got to sit here around people and watch the Niners. This is worse than watching a game with my father. Hey, this is R.S. Cashman calling in, and this is, I guess, the confessional hour. And I must confess that Jared Sanders is absolutely dead wrong about today's Super Bowl. He's picking the Kansas City Chiefs. He lives in the Bay Area. I don't, I don't understand. I think he has a sentimental connection with Kansas City. But I confess that, the, that Jared is dead wrong. The San Francisco 49ers are going to blow out the Kansas City Chiefs by at least 20 points or more. You heard it here first. All right, what up, y'all? This is Key Galoso, a.k.a. Bear Gentry, a.k.a. Sticky Keys, a.k.a. Trotraholic. First, I want to get into if San Francisco win, I can't wait for this parade. Mostly because if y'all know parades in San Francisco, y'all know that people will get drunk. Hello out there, everybody. This is Tim. I uh, just wanted to say, I uh, can't believe I got roped into this. Uh, I told myself I would never be on this podcast again until Jared apologized to me. And I'm still waiting on that apology, Jared. So I hope you hear this. I hope you listen. I hope my feelings matter to you. But um, yeah, man, in, in, in general, I'm just excited for a good game, man. I hope we, I hope, hope I get to see some good games. I'm just excited the Patriots ain't in it anymore. That's for damn sure. Raiders for life. And I don't know why, but every year in San Francisco, never, never have enough porta potties. San Francisco is notoriously known for just people pee on every bush, every building, and I cannot wait for that. I am ready for that. What up, man? Jason, Jason Neely. Just got a quick Super Bowl MVP prediction. They're both on the sideline right now, but I think it's going to be a co co MVP. Alex Rodriguez. And Gerald PK. Hi, this is J.J. Craig, your friendly trucker. And I would like to give a shout out, sponsorship to Black History Month. Today, we should honor Tyrone 
Leroy Jenkins. Did you guys know the first black man to claim his baby mama used his child support payment to get her hair and nails done? After three years of providing no support for his daughter, child support, the Smith finally caught up with him in 1976 and forced him to make a payment to his child's mother. Surely, the child's mother received that payment on July 26, 1976, and on that very same day, Tyrone witnessed her going into a salon and getting her hair and nails done. He immediately proclaimed to one of his friends, Use my child support payment to get her hair and nails done. This game is going pretty well so far. Uh, what's cool is, you know, these niggas out here is uh, really uh, getting fools on these squares. Be careful what square you buy when you bet on these games, man. I know some niggas get 2200 off off, off, uh, off, of, off of a uh, a chart just because they running this shit. They collected 2200 God damn. Should have did that my damn self. I need 2200 dollars Little did he know this would become the rally cry for deadbeat black fathers everywhere, being repeated over and over again until it actually seemed factual. Take a bow to Leroy Jenkins. You made black history. Granted, I do. I kind of fucks with Thanos, though, a little bit. He, he was on some self-righteous shit, but he was doing it for a good cause in some ways. Theoretically, in a philosophical manner. But, but but anyways anyways, if the motherfucking Niners win, y'all, I'm I might not be back on the podcast for a while, so we'll see. I'm I'm, I'm rooting for the the Chiefs and all those beautiful Midwestern white people and that tomahawk chalk that they do so well and represents the native tribes of America so vehemently and so respectfully. I'm happy to be kicking it, making guac with the fam. Happy to be alive. Happy to be black. Happy to be president in this, in, in, in this 2020. I am sad and hurt that my man Kobe's gone. R.I.P. Kobe and Gigi. Man, y'all better be missed. But we're going to live on for y'all, live on for Nip, live long for, live long for AG, live long for KC, Dollars, for all our homies, all our dead homies. Hey, go tap into that neighborhoodheavy.com. I repeat, neighborhoodheavy.com. Oh, baby, good catch. Neighborhoodheavy.com, please. What's cracking, y'all? It's your boy, the Persian Dream. Telling everybody to vote for Bernie. Get out and vote. This is our last chance. This is our last chance, last off-ramp before we hit the apocalypse. Let's vote this man to office. Let's change this thing around. Let's do this together. No bullshitting. Horse stance. Strength, courage. Let's go. As an ex-Raider fan, I don't understand how uh, Raider fans are hating. Y'all can't be mad at KC and Kansas City because they actually built a good organization around a capable quarterback that can actually get you to the Super Bowl. Uh, fuck the Kansas City Chiefs and their racist bullshit-ass name and imagery. And I hope every single NFL owner burns in hell for an eternity. That's it. Much love to everybody listening. I hate Super Bowl parties. Can't stand them. I mean, this one seems cool so far, but you know, you get people, you get that one person that knows nothing about the sport. You get someone asking you questions about, well, how come that team don't have the ball? Well, why don't they just get the ball? Why don't the other team just give them the ball? 
you get the one guy that's there trying to hit on everybody's woman because he don't know anything about the sport either. Then you get the fan, especially a 49er fan, who probably going to show up, who I ain't heard him say shit about the 49ers last three years, and he probably going to wear every jersey and 49er shoestrings, everything. I pay for the NFL package so I can sit there and enjoy football by myself. But somehow Super Bowl Sunday come around, and all of a sudden I, it, it, it's full pod if I'm by myself and I got to be around a million people. Garoppolo keeps play action passes caught. Use check touchdown. All right, listen. All I want to say is Jimmy Garoppolo is the great Italian hope for this country. As an Italian American myself, I just have to say that I look at him and I think, damn, that's what I could have been if my daddy just taught me how to throw a football. Concerned citizen here again. I see that there are two young quarterbacks representing these two franchises, and they are trying to achieve glory. And so I thought I'd share a message once spoken by one of the greatest American leaders of all time, Mr. George Washington. I'd be fucking, I'd be on the Packers winning Super Bowls left and right. But no, I'm on the fucking basketball field throwing like that guy Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. But I look at Jimmy Garoppolo and I think, yeah, it could have been. He said, I was younger than you are now. When I was given my first command, I led my men straight into a massacre. I witnessed their deaths firsthand. I made every mistake. I felt the shame rise in me. And even now I lie awake, knowing history has its eyes on me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. So my question is, why does AG3 say he's from Alabama, but is acting like a country club white man? Thinks everything that everybody else does is good except his own people. I don't like it. I don't appreciate him sharing the same name as me. So my question is to AG3, who do you really want to be? Hello? Thank you. I'd like to just share a few words of a poem. It's where I'm feeling right now. The day is gone. Devouring a book, making me shook. World of look. Peeper never off the hook. Action gotta happen, but all we be is laughing. Ice crumbling, I think I hear a bum mumbling. Loathsome ego, I just recall my days listening to Sibo. Bobbing my white ass head, my brain swells heavy lead. I want money, crack juice, sucking bread, gluten muffin, swelling gland. Heaving and huffing, I get my knowledge from Ann Rand. Wings of progress flapping, 20 hour days and a fapping. Isolated and gravitational. Uh, rest in peace, Mac Dre, we're going to do it for the day. We cannot go to Kansas City and tell Aaron that he's not from L.A. anymore. He is a Bay Area person. I'm hating on the Bay. But you better put all that red on and act like you're Alabama Roots and copycat everything California does. I'm I think y'all got a great show. But if Jerry's going to start cutting the episodes right, we don't have a freaking problem. It's not a question. It's a statement. Soft cudgel bludgeoning my fat, fatty belly. 
A bite of white potato starts your blood epogen injection. Whirring stories bend a pole in the wind before the vibrations, snapping orange veins of sap hunger. Yesterday this hour I was strong balls like imagine me thunder down under. The mat is next to me, but slumped on the bed, the light drops the wood floor waiting. Today is a palindrome today, a spiral that turns inside out and outside in, a one-off that endlessly spins, no beginning or end. The meaning of life is peering into the center of gravity myself, falling up, imperceptible mass of dusty gray rocks I give up. Embrace the penetrations. Persistence in urgent change, but they say tomorrow will come one step at a time. Don't bother feeling your flow or even trying to rhyme. Don't get ahead of yourself, they say. I lie to myself both time. Does that make me feel proud? Isolated and gravitational. Hey, it's me again. Um, DJ Art here. Uh, just dealing with some, some stuff that's been bothering me. Um, so I found out Bloomberg and Trump both spent like $10 million on fucking ad commercials for the Super Bowl. And and Trump I can I can deal with, but like, really? Like... Bloomberg, man, like, you want to be progressive and help the world? Give that money to some people so they can buy some houses in West Oakland. What the fuck is going on? I don't know what to do. I don't know. The Niners are playing well right now. The Chiefs are playing all right right now. I'm nervous. My heart is fluttering. And I'm just praying to why, Jesus, that, that these Niners don't win. Weeping statue, Jesus is Matthew. Who is a thought leader? Too many TED Talks like a chicken feeder. Back to the college reader. But maybe I see my crystal healer, just a drug dealer. Easy dose, I live on the planet as a bug, not a host. Gross. Is that me? Just a flea. Edamame is hot out the freeze. The chef likes me, so I spend my cheese. Isolated and gravitational. The hand plays the part of the mouth when the arm is outstretched to become the moon. Isolated and gravitational. Paul Flaherty's full of shit. You shouldn't have him on your show. He's, he's bad for my culture. I, I am not sponsoring shit, by the way. I'm going to sort of list after being associated with your podcast. It's AG3 on Super Bowl Sunday, which means uh, I actually made it to Super Bowl this time. I missed all Super Bowl with the Rams in it last year. But anyway, um, reason number two about who, the person you meet at the at a Super Bowl party, and that's the person who cheers way too hard. When his team scored the first field goal of the game, and it's 3-0, and I mean they cheering as if they just captured the Lombardi Trophy. Feeling like Usher since I'm hearing this confessional. I want to admit something. I, I think Jared might be right. He said that I have a big city superiority complex coming from Los Angeles. I think he, he might actually be right. I might have that. And uh, so I was thinking about it, you know, reflecting. So I realized I want to apologize. This is the one time only. Apologize to all his Davis Domino crew people who I said, you know, did nothing but sat around, smoked weed, going from each dorm room or apartment building with each other with dry dicks because all they did was sit around, smoke weed, and create, create new domino rules that didn't make sense, like the man Preet rule. I'm gonna apologize. Just thought I'd share the rest of that George Washington speech. He continued, saying, let me tell you what I wish I'd known 
when I was young and dreamed of glory. You have no control. Who lives? Who dies? Who tells your story? I want to apologize because I realized my focus wasn't in the right area. I needed to point my attention in a different direction. I needed to point it to this guy named Nathan. He's a big 49er fan. And he texts us a picture of his room with all this 49er blankets, the wall. He painted for SF, signal on the wall, everything there. Jared put it best. He had the room of a 15-year-old virgin. And I don't know how you in your 20s with the room of a 15-year-old virgin. So let me put it like this. Once you over 20, you cannot have a room unless it's your college dorm. And even there, it's a little iffy with posters of, of all these t of your team. And you painted the wall. You painted the wall to match your team colors. That, that, that's the problem. Man, that's, that's like when I meet another 40-year-old, someone my age, and he's like, man, man, it's Ion Williamson, my hero. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, man. Your hero's a 19-year-old? I know that we can win. I know that greatness lies in you. But remember from here on in, history has its eyes on you. Whoa, 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 history has its eyes on you. Hey there, it's uh, DJ Art again, uh, back running around, watching this game a little bit, checking it out. It's It's been quite the 
quite the spectacle so far. You know, I'm a little disappointed personally. The, the Chiefs aren't doing as much offensive things as I was hoping, and and the Niners and Jimmy Garoppolo and his porn star face are just hanging tight. So I'm just I'm really nervous, but I am happy to see two beautiful white Latino women performing at the halftime show. commercial that was crazy to watch i'm not i'm not a big trump supporter at all but i think he pretty much killed it with that commercial he pandered to the black community or should i say african-american with minorities it is crazy my girl shakira and j-lo it's like double decker booty on booty booty on booty bbc's and bbw's i love it i'm just excited i'm super juiced to see that i honestly think that um J-Lo is not going to steal the show. I think it's going to be Shakira and her belly dancing. I'm just, oh, God. I just, all those music videos. Ooh. Whenever, wherever, Shakira, you can call me. Hello, Ken. This is Concerned Citizen. Just calling back once again to uh, voice my concern over the New Orleans Saints PR department working with the Archdiocese of New Orleans. I understand that uh, the NFL has a great PR campaign and they do a good job of covering up a lot of their, let's say, challenges and issues. But I find it particularly concerning that you would have a football team guiding the moral compass of the church. Have we come that far to where football has replaced our traditional or conventional forms of religion? Our boussole morale has been turned into a oblong pigskin? Just a question I thought I'd ask as a concerned citizen. AG3 has a bet, um, I hear. He thinks that Pitbull's gonna come out and start fist pumping like in a Bud Light commercial. I hope it does happen. And so on a more personal note, I had an experience recently with the social services system um, where you know, I found out there's a lot of people out there that are on SSI disability that um, you know, they're living in what I would call substandard situations. You know, they got caseworkers involved, there come out to the houses but if you were to go in there you know it's not some place that you want your family and friends living at but apparently it's okay with the counties with the cities and the states everybody's collecting money you know collecting checks and no one's really seeming to want to do right by people so you know that's just one of those things where you wouldn't know about it unless you saw it firsthand but it's all the more reason why it's important that you vote for people who are for the people and who are Still really disappointed in uh, Bloomberg for uh, spending $10 million on a goddamn Super Bowl commercial. What the fuck is your problem? This motherfucker. You know what? 
Woosaw. My Bad Boys for Life just came out. I'm a Woosaw moment for myself. I'm going to let it go. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? This is ASAP Yarbs, a.k.a. Nitin Yaramala. I'm here to talk about, you know, let's first talk about this game, 10-10. I'm a huge Niners fan, so shout out to my Niners. But I don't like that throw from Jimmy G. I mean, I know he's trying to get it out of bounds, but he's an average quarterback. As of now, I do say he's elite sometimes, but right now he's playing as an average quarterback, and he does not have the arm strength to throw it out of bounds. But, you know, I think we're going to win this game. All right. This is AG3 again. Just watch the halftime show. Properly labeled from Jared, the battle of the belly versus the booty. And I would say it ended in a draw, and the only winner was me. Honestly, you know, I want to confess to Lord Jarrett, actually, Lord Jarrett. Um, I haven't really been a good person lately. You know, I've been, I've been hitting the, hitting the smoke too much. And you no, know, this is a confession, honestly. And I'm not really proud about myself. You know, I should be doing better in school. But sports is the thing that really gets me out there. It gets me energized, excited. And you no, know, this, this is my year, man. None of my teams have won before. I've never seen my team win a championship, but I feel like this is my year. We're gonna win today. Know, excuse me. Everyone to watch was a winner, but. I'm feeling like I just wanted, I feel like I just hosted the Vince Lombardi Trophy while getting my gold jacket, while at the same time uh, getting my NBA ring that, with my name on it and, 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 and all these diamond encrusted studs with Martin Luther King on the side of it and with the Lakers colors on the other side. That's what I feel like right now after watching that. That was amazing. My faith in Super Bowl parties have been renewed thanks to Edward Hill having the ability to be objective on a pass interference call by George Kittle. I realized during this time that the replay sucks. So when you watch it in live action, you can see the push off he did, though small, though not huge, it basically killed the, uh, the guy covering's momentum. It killed it. Ed, Wearing his old 1985 Ronnie Lott starter jacket. Soon as he made the catch, it was throwing the flash signal. I had to give him a lot of credit. He renewed some of my faith. You can tell they have never heard of Hickama, and it's on this damn Instacart list. Black people should not be shopping for young white women. That's all I'm going to say about that. You have never seen despair until, this, until you see a six-year-old black woman ask the fifth person, where do I find a Persian cucumber? I got Kittle scoring the touchdown after halftime, and I had Richard Sherman, his third interception of this postseason. And we're going to come down to this win. It's going to be 20, it's going to be 30 to 20 to 17. Hello, everybody. It's your friendly captain, everybody's favorite trucker, Captain Peafall. I just want to remind everybody about a little bit of black history since it's Black History Month. Shout out sponsorship. And on this day, we're going to honor, in 1938, Clyde Slickfoot Sanders was at his local barbershop getting a comp put in his due just outside of Harlem. That night, he happened to come home late, fell asleep on his wife, Betty Sanders' brand new couch. She screamed, no, you didn't put your greasy head on my, and she caught herself, but she paused.
walls and noticed the delivery man didn't remove the plastic. And that's how Betty Sanders came up with the plastic couch cover. Bet y'all didn't know that. Hashtag Black History. Sponsorship. Hey, thank you, Confessional Hotline. I did have something to get off my chest. I'm in the, the 406. Look that up, everybody. Um, I'm kind of pissed off. No, no, I'm actually really pissed off about uh, my Sunday being dictated by the NFL. You know, I woke up. I knew I had something to do today. But it's not something I really wanted to do. So my whole first part of my day... I'm going through just thinking about when do I have to get ready, what do I have to get, I have to go to the store. And you know what that thing is? It's a Super Bowl. Good first half scores tied up 10-10. The thing that I noticed the most about the game and came to the realization is that the thought of me being the Bobby Brown of this podcast has really exploded more. I feel like I'm Bobby Brown, whichever brother left the Temptations, the first and second one that left. Uh, shit, I mean, who else left groups? My boy from Van Halen. David Lee Roth, I'm feeling like all of it right now. Like, I, here I am, carrying the squad, yelling jump, playing the guitar, I'm the face, you know, for Bay Helen, and, and, and I'm just not getting all the credit or getting what my status deserves. I'm sitting here watching uh, Shakira perform, and she got a dope-looking mic. It's all dope-looking, sparkling, shining, and Jerry got me work here working with this damn-ass, cheap-ass Amazon uh, reject from Guitar Center goddamn mics. I'm tired of my Sunday being dictated by the Super Bowl. My bigger point is, you know, I go out to the supermarket when it's jam-packed. Like, people are getting ready for, you know, stocking up, like, you know, it's going to be nuclear war. Lines are hell long. And, uh, yeah, I just didn't really have a relaxing Sunday. Got me over here sounding like Drake and shit. I'm over here sounding like Drake in a shitty ass mic. Maybe my voice do sound better, but I don't know because every time I hear on the podcast, I sound like fucking Drake, which is amazing that he got a rap career with a voice like mine. Man, sound like a cross between Hefty and Brainy Smurf. But I, I will say this. I am. Jared got me working with these subpar mics. They don't even look good. Uh, thank God this is a podcast and not a TV show. But I was, I w like I said, I will say this. I will say this, it is nice to be doing these confessionals because I can't get a magic moment. Hey there, whoever's listening, uh, DJ Art here again. Um, I just finished watching a Bloomberg commercial and kind of won me over a little bit. It sounds like both the uh, presidential candidates are pandering to the black crowd hardcore. You know what I'm saying? They are really, really trying to pander to the black America. That's a stark contrast because they this is the same black America they didn't give a fuck about when Kaepernick was protesting on the sideline and they had to shut him out and they made sure they they worry about the white people being mad. What's up, it's Gabriel, aka Soul Raider, aka the Voice of Reason. Just want to shout out to the boys over at the High Score Five One Zero podcast coming at you live from St. Joseph's Meditation Room. Watching the fucking Super Bowl right now got me sweating like a goddamn prostitute in church. Goddamn Niners can't just lose the goddamn game. The Chiefs just can't seem to win. But they they marching right now. So far, the best thing I've seen is that halftime show. Shakira, J-Lo, can't go wrong. I know you feel me on that. Man, I want to see the white people. Hey, beautiful white women who defend Hillary, Hillary Clinton. And beautiful white people who do the tomahawk chalk because it's a 
positive representation of Native Americans and their illustrious history in America that doesn't exist anymore because it was wiped out by smallpox and other uh, colonial uh, methods of uh, genocide. Please show me how upset you are about Bloomberg and Trump pandering to the black crowd. Because if anything, that's not cool. Because that's what Colin Kaepernick was doing, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Oh, yeah, the Super Bowl commercials, they, they haven't been good for, I don't know, years now. Five, six years, seven, maybe more. There was a, there was a heyday of the commercials when they're original and funny. And now they're an expected part of the, the, uh, the game. And they don't live up to it. They're all trash. Plus, like the Doritos commercial, like you already know who Doritos is. You, you probably went by Doritos, you know, before you went to the Super Bowl party, right? So why do they need, like, even to advertise? Super Bowl Sunday, and uh, the 49ers are winning by a field goal, and some Super Bowl commercials are pretty entertaining. Uh, it's cool to see that one with that brother in the car with his son or brother. I don't know. Um, but I'm curious of how the Internet will respond to him. More importantly, social media. Uh, I'm feeling great. Actually, a little tired, man. we got a one-month-old. Uh, it's their second kid. Kind of balling. My wife is like a real-life superhero. Two natural births. No uh, medicine and none of that stuff at all. Uh, so super proud of her, man. I thought Colin Kaepernick was out here pandering to the black crowd. But no. But no. Bloomberg and Trump are. And they're allowed to. And it's okay. So go ahead and drink your pumpkin spice lattes. Go ahead and do your tomahawk chops. Y'all full of hypocrisy if you don't get on Bloomberg and Trump's case for pandering to the black community and the black demographic and the black market. That was not pandered to by the same NF of L's and their owners. They were afraid to pander to them. I'm voting for Bloomberg and Trump. That's all I know. Hello. Uh, is this the Walski? Uh, wait, wait. Time out. Start over. <laughs> hey, this, wait, what is the, the high score hotline you said? I just wanted to bring up the underreported fact that during the Super Bowl and the festivities leading up to it, there's a massive influx of trafficked human beings in the city hosting the Super Bowl. And I thought I'd read an inspiring speech by one Jake Tyler Brigance to hopefully instill the importance that we acknowledge this real issue in the world and our country today. He said, I had a great summation all worked out, full of some sharp lowering, but I'm not going to read it. I'm here to apologize. But you cannot hold Carl Lee Haley responsible for my shortcomings. You see, in all this legal maneuvering, something has gotten lost, and that something is the truth. Now it is incumbent upon us lawyers not just to talk about the truth, but to actually seek it, to find it, to live it. What is 
because it hurts. I don't want to talk about the Cowboys, uh, but we'll talk about Jarrett. Uh, apparently, I'm supposed to be talking trash about Jarrett, but I'm not really here to do that. So I will give my appreciation to Jarrett as a uh, as a black guy, as a multiracial guy, as a guy who is always professing his love for anarchy in one way or the other. Not really professing his love for it, but he shows on a daily basis that he is willing to refute anything. Kind of Stephen A. Smith-esque, if you ask me. Hey, high-score confessional highline. My name is uh, Walski Malarskul, and uh, I have a confession to make. Uh, I just want to say... Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but I think I'm the greatest of the Bay Area. Because I don't like the San Francisco 49ers. Now I want to tell you a story. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes with me while I tell you this story. I want you to listen to me. I want you to listen to yourselves. This is a story about a little girl walking home. One sunny afternoon, I want you to picture this little girl. Suddenly, a truck races up. Two men jump out and grab her. They drag her into a nearby field, and they tie her up, and they rip her clothes from her body. Now they climb on, first one, then the other, shattering everything innocent and pure about her. Vicious thrusts in a fog of drunken breath and sweat. And when they're done, after they've killed her tiny womb, murdered any chance for her to bear children, to have a life beyond her own, they decide to use her for target practice. So they start throwing full beer cans at her. And then they urinate on her. I don't like your ugly ass gold jacket from 1984. I don't like your prototype white man quarterback with the greasy ass hair that slept with the porno star but acted like it was hair whatever didn't want to talk. I don't like your coach. I don't like your stadium. It looked like Stanford. And I definitely don't like your room. Now comes the hanging. They have a rope. They tie a noose. Imagine the noose pulling tied around her neck and a sudden blinding jerk. She's pulled into the air, and her feet and legs go kicking, and they don't find the ground. The hanging branch isn't strong enough. It snaps, and she falls back to the earth. So they pick her up, throw her in the back of the truck, and they drive out to the foggy creek bridge and pitch her over the edge. And she drops from 30 feet down into the creek. Soaked in their semen, soaked in her own blood, 
left to die. Can you see her? I want you to picture that little girl. Now imagine she's white. You're the MVP of Super Bowl 54. Where are you going? Something I've wanted to say my whole life. I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> Can I go with you? Yeah, you everybody's in <laughs> Patrick, congratulations. You're the youngest player ever to be MVP in the league and the youngest player to be MVP in Super Bowl. Both of those, that's an amazing record. Congratulations, young man. Uh, thank you, Kansas City. We did it, baby. <laughs> Yes, AG3 again coming at you at the end of the game this time. I'm a little excited. Sorry for all my Niner friends. Niner gang. Song's still out. Ain't one of E40's greatest, but you know, he he had some hype behind in the Bay Area. Now it's all it's futile all for nothing. Uh Super Bowl party. First time I went to a Super Bowl party with the Niners in it and they lost. Unless you want to count a de facto three-person Super Bowl party that I was trying not to have, that my boy Nate Tong, Nathan Tong, you know, Jared usually want to call out names. I'm calling out Nathan Tong. When I told him I don't do Super Bowl parties, I'm watching this game by myself. Because if Niners beat Baltimore, I, with Cap, I wasn't gonna be able to handle it. So what does he do? Shows up, and when I say I was trying to watch it by myself, and then invite people over. Concerned citizen here again. I want to give a sincere congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs of Missouri, I believe it is. Most people get them confused with the other multiple Kansas cities. But the Kansas City Chiefs of Missouri have won the Super Bowl. Just a concern that people don't know the different Kansas cities but a further concern that there are so many Kansas cities. Seems to be redundant. I told him, I said, listen, Nate, don't bring nobody over. That's that's a Niner fan. That's the last thing I'll be able to handle. Oh, I got you, I got you. I got no Niner fan friends. So I'm over there. And the great thing is that everybody there is rooting for Baltimore. My boy Antonio, me, other people. I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is cool. We got no Niner fans here. All of a sudden, Niners tie it up in that second half after the Beyonce debacle. And next thing you know, bitch, excuse me, sorry about that. 49ers fans been waiting for Jerry Rice to come back ever since he joined the Raiders back when I was in middle school. Let me tell you something. 49ers fans sit down. They sit down. They're getting huddles together and shit. I've seen it with my own eyes. They're getting huddles. They plan shit on funsheet.com. And what they do is they say they can all get together. And they look in the mirror, they look at each other with thongs on and shit, with kind of face panic. And then you know what they do? They say, I believe in all things through Jerry Rice who strengthens me. That's what they do. Motherfuckers is weird. And they deserve to lose. They lost today. They gonna lose tomorrow. And I hope they never win another Super Bowl again. Next thing you know, the Beyonce and the power debacle, Niners bring it back. All of a sudden, this fool Nate jumps up cheering. For the Niners, screaming and hollering. I said, oh, man, he was like a double agent. Man, the boy was worse than the, uh, than Tinker Taylor, Taylor Spry, whatever it was, man. The, the man was a spring double agent. If this would have been the 1940s, I would have left him in the bottom of some basement in Mannheim with his throat slit. And he's German, so he understand that. Boy, they're depressed, bro. Like, 
That's just some double agent 1940s post Berlin Wall shit, and we should have. I should have left his ass bleeding out in a cold basement. But anyway, Niners lost. Uh, Kansas City won, like I predicted, and so uh, feeling good right now. Feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling good, Lewis. I feel like I feel like Eddie Murphy in Trading Places. Feeling good, Lewis. Looking good, Todd. I agree with Tim Hewitt. Tim Hewitt's one of you know my mentors growing up. I you know. My, going on y'all uh this is tim again definitely got some mescal in me so uh you know bear with me y'all but um you know i just wanted to get on here first of all and uh and and say i appreciate all the listeners out there um i know you guys are tuning in for me and and jared don't bring me on enough i know i've I've been on it you guys don't worry He, he ain't been hearing me but we, you know, we got a little bit of a feud right now, a little bit of Twitter feud, uh, a little bit of a, a realistic feud, if you will. You know, he's still not apologizing to me, so you know, I, uh, uh, I don't know if I can, if I can say this in good faith or not. But uh, I'm gonna say it anyway, cause fuck it. Man, you wanna talk about some uh, women's rights shit or something? I don't know. People be on Facebook saying that it's a Patrick Mahomes out there 
he's the MVP. You got Jimmy Garoppolo. He's on the losing end, you know. I can empathize a little bit. It hurts to lose. I remember when the Raiders were in a 2002 Super Bowl and and Bill Can- Bill Bill Callahan. That's a magic moment right there. Bill Callahan. He robbed us. He robbed us. Uh, so shouts out to Bill Callahan for being a dick. Sponsorship. My main point about this whole about this whole Super Bowl was, damn, Derek Carr looked good. I mean, damn, Derek Carr making both of these quarterbacks look great. You ain't never seen a check down so good in your life since the one that been thrown by Derek Carr. Man, Derek Carr out here throwing to Hunter Renfro like his name was Wes Welker. Derek Carr making Tyrell Williams looking like Randy Moss. But Randy Moss when he was playing for the Patriots, not Randy Moss when he was playing for the Oakland. See, I got y'all. I got y'all. See, I know my, my NFL history. I'm a real fan. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm about that. Big trust. Woot woot. After watching this Super Bowl, Derek Carr is the best quarterback in the league. Trump 2020. No, I was just kidding about that last part, y'all. Don't 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 quote me on that. I, I am not a Trump fan. Bernie Bernie Sanders, twenty twenty. I'm I'm all about that socialism. It almost took all night. Hey, DJ Art here, y'all. DJ Art, the D is silent. Okay, so it's just Jart, and there's two T's for a double dose so of that tink tink. I'm feeling real optimistic, no longer pessimistic. I feel good about life. I feel as though, you know, the world has been vindicated. The Native Americans are being represented gracefully and and on the utmost respect by the Chiefs of Kansas City. And all them beautiful white middle-aged men and women doing a tomahawk chalk. They're doing a great job of it, too. Okay, because if I knew what a chief would want to see, it's a bunch of Anglo-Americans, brethren of the whiteness, chopping and saying, oh, 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 yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hey, this is Anonymous calling. I'd like to congratulate the Kansas City Chiefs in this uh, Super Bowl victory. Um, You guys have come back from a lot of deficit this this playoffs, showing that Eric Bieniemy. The famous Eric, the enemy, needs a head coaching job. We gon' stay here till we soothe our souls. If it take all night long, yeah. It, it might, might be, be one o'clock and it might be three. There might be a white man trying to shoot me. Just go ahead and trash the Rooney Rule and just interview all kind of black coaches. You, you should be a Negro. Especially during Black History Month, uh, interview for an NFL coaching job before they hire anybody. Because you see the Negro plays harder for the Negro. We also need some more Negro management. We also need a Negro owner. Y'all should sell a team to a Negro. The most racist team in the NFL, y'all need to sell to a Negro. And give us some land, too.
I don't know why I don't feel this good again. Oh, Lord. The 49ers loss is almost as good as the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl. It's almost as good. Because I tell you, my whole fandom is derived off the hate I have for this team. So, um, y'all, I'm, I'm feeling really good right now. I hope you guys are feeling really good right now. Um, all my Niner fans out there, you know what I'm saying? Shout out, sponsorship. I feel for y'all. It was a tough game. Y'all really had a chance. I thought y'all was going to win. The Chiefs somehow pulled it out, you know. Maybe, maybe they called to the elders in the sky or something like that and had some real mojo from the native gods. I have no idea. Maybe there was a trickster. Who knows? All I know is that the Niners lost. And for all the Niners fans who decided to come out of the woodwork, I hope y'all go back to that woodwork and continue to whittle a bunch, a bag, of dicks. All the Muffin family, you should, you should interview a Negro and or a nigga. Even if he didn't finish the application. Once again, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs of Missouri and Patrick Mahomes, their Super Bowl winning MVP. He knew history had its eyes on him, and he rose to glory. But when I think of the name Patrick Mahomes, it evokes a thought harkening back to a wise man. One Benny Snake Eyes Wilson, who said, Dominique LaRue? Now where did you get that French name? Oh, you don't want to mess around with one of them Creole women. You'll fuck around and get a whip put on your ass. Patrick Mahomes was out there balling. Like Steve the Bird. The great old Steve the Bird. Now see, that's somebody that played up until he was 45. Everybody talk about Tom Brady. No, Steve Bird was drinking and smoking cigarettes and played all the way to 45. Wallace Walcott, he was messing around with a Creole girl and played her dirty. She put voodoo on him and his dick shrunk up the size of a cocktail weenie. Not to mention, they can bury your drawers in the front yard and you can't go outside either. This is DTH. Um, not very happy about the Niners losing, I must say, but I can't say that I'm upset about the Chiefs winning. Well, I was cool with that, you know, like, we fought hard, we, we did what we had to do. And I didn't really expect us to actually get to the Super Bowl at the start of the season. So, as much as I'm pissed off as a Niners fan, I can't actually be that mad that we lost to them. And it was a great Super Bowl. What can I say? Plus, the commercials were good. I love that. As a Niners fan, yes, I initially got pissed off because I was mad, but... Knowing how the uh, the Super Bowl with Shanahan versus uh, with the Falcons versus the Patriots went, and how he, in my opinion, messed that up, I can't I, I can't say that he messed this Super Bowl up. I think the Niners did. They played their game plan, and and, and the Chiefs just kind of just kind of edged them out and took advantage. And 
And they deserved it. I mean, I, I like I'm as a Niners fan for 20 years, I can't be mad. All right, man, what's up? I'm here live at Shattuck, Berkeley, downtown. You should have seen this shit earlier. People were fucking bigging up the fucking Niners as they were close to winning. You walk around now, you don't see one motherfucker with the 49ers shirt on anywhere. Where these motherfuckers go? They like fucking skedaddled like fucking roaches. But you know, what can we expect from fucking Niner fans, right? Anyways, much love to the show. Big ups. Peace. The Niners outlook for next season is interesting because given that we have a head coach that lost two Super Bowls with a roster that's fantastic, I'm kind of like, all right, well, I, I feel like we give them one more, or we give Shanahan one more year. And... I mean, like, the goal is obviously to get to the Super Bowl, but if we don't get to the Super Bowl next year, then, then I mean, then we have to move on, right? Because, I mean, like, NFL players last three or four years. Like, everybody's in their prime right now. I mean, this is Shanahan's, like, two strikes, if you will. He doesn't even need a third strike. He needs like a half a strike. It's our citizen here. Uh, my heart goes out to the uh, 49ers. My sincerest condolences to them and their fans. Kyle Shanahan in particular. Their pain reminds me of the wise words when spoken by a great American poet and philosopher. This poet once said, I think I did it again. I made you believe we're more than just friends. Oh baby, it might seem like a crush. However, it doesn't mean that I'm serious. Cause I lose all my senses. That's just so typically me. Oh, baby. Baby. Alright, this is DTH, Niners fan. I unfortunately do not like the outcome of this Super Bowl, but I can appreciate. I can appreciate the Chiefs winning. It's cool. But secretly, they don't deserve it. Fuck that shit. <sighs> the Niners fucked that up. That last freaking, ah, we fucked it up. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, because... Ugh. Oops, I did it again. I played with your heart. Got lost in the game. Oh, baby, baby. Oops, you think I'm in love. That I'm sent from above. I am not that innocent. Okay, so, uh, Niners fan. Again, this is DTH. I can't say that we, uh, I can't say that we blew that Super Bowl, but I'm worried about 
our future going forward. And congrats to the Chiefs. Good for them. You know, Mahomes and, and like, I'm all cool with um, Andy Reid. You know, like, good for him and all that crap. But guess what? Like, I'm not happy. So I'm going to be uh, a little angry right now. My loneliness is killing me, and I, I must confess, I still believe, still believe, when I am not with you, I lose my mind, give me a sign, hit me baby one more time. We should have won that motherfucking Super Bowl. Now... I'm worried about the the Niners, like, regressing for next year. Like, this was our year, and now we fucked it up. And now I'm, I'm, and now I'm pissed off. You want to hear me pissed off? Cool. I'm really fucking pissed off. Because Shanahan once again fucked up a super fucking bowl. This week's Cutty Corner shout-out goes out to Chicken and Waffles and Jack Oakland on Jack London and Jack London I wasn't a big fan of Roscoe's chicken and waffles growing up you know once you have the nine the 900 Grayson chicken and waffles with gravy it'll change your life and it makes it hard to go eat other chicken and waffles and let me tell you let's let's discuss this first of all problem with that chicken and waffle place you got some old dude that looked like he tried to pay, he tried to do pimping back in the 19 early 70s and he wasn't good at it so now he's working security at chicken and waffles and he keeps giving me a big eye big big stink and he's like he keeps pointing a sign oh, we ain't gonna sit you unless the whole party here hey man you said you got six i don't see him here now i question his his credibility as a as a coach and he's fucking good as hell but Dude, you fucked up two Super Bowls. We had the freaking Harbowl, and we blew that. And now it's like, fuck, dude, we freaking, we blew it again. Like, god damn it. And you blew it again, and fucking, I'm frustrated to say the least. And I don't know what I need this team to do. I don't know where we go. Where do we go? And then all of a sudden, I get up, I got all six people there, and then you're like, oh, we got split tables. Y'all got to sit at different tables. Wait, then why are you making a big deal for us all to sit down at the same time if you ain't going to sit at the same table? They even sit at the table next to us. There were booths across the damn restaurant. Here's another problem with chicken waffles. And you know what's bad? When you drank a bunch of tequila and mezcal and IPA that night, and you holding your liquor pretty well and feeling good, and then all of a sudden you eat that food and it tastes worse and feel like it gave you a worse hangover than the alcohol. The place is horrible. Uh, it's a diabetic nightmare. I think it ran up, had my diabetes fucking up all night. The syrup tastes like if ancient mama hooked up with Uncle Ben and had a, a illegitimate step slave son. Uh, so this is Super Bowl confessionals. So what's up with the tomahawk shop? Why is that still a thing? Why are we still doing that? It's an easy thing to do. I can see it's catchy and easy if you don't think about it. It's easy to get caught up and, and do it, but come on now. We're better than that. So I think I counted maybe three times I heard it in the background going going during the Super Bowl. And it's just, I mean, come up with something better. 
it's, it's hacky and it's like literally hacky, I guess. I don't know how half my chicken flew off the plate and on the floor. The best thing you had going for it is the grits. And you really can't do grits wrong as long as you don't undercook them. That was the best thing going for you. I have never had a meal in which I felt like shit halfway through it. Horrible. I'd rather you serve me eggos and fried chicken from churches. It's got to go. The Braves use it. I think the Seminoles still use it. Florida State. They still do it there? Probably. Because no one cares. I don't care. It's all in the, the name of the NFL and, and being a sports fan, but it's it's real harmful to people. Some people uh, find it demeaning. And if some people find, find it demeaning, then why can't we just say, hey, let's just not do that? The chicken was worse in churches. You know, churches got that slave chicken because you, you, it, you know, it got so much grease and then you start getting a headache and you can't think straight next thing you know, you, you back in slave mentality. That is what chicken and waffles was serving in Jack London. And it's a people that have been oppressed. And if you want to see some uh, third world conditions in the United States, there, there's certainly some ghettos out there. You could say that about some really uh, uh, depressed areas. But, but go to some of the poor uh, Native American res reservations out there, and you will see, you will think you've been transported into a third world country. You know, I don't wish anything bad upon them or people out of a job, but you knew the restaurant was bad. I knew it was bad. When as soon as we ordered, she walks away and then comes back with the goddamn check. She's like, yeah, you got to pay before right now. What the fuck? This is a sit-down restaurant. I gotta pay before you serve my food? What if it's shitty? What if you spit in it? What if you put shit on a plate and serve it to me? And it's, uh, it's, hard, it's hard to talk about because, you know, I'm not Native American, so I can't say, like, what is good and what's not good. But, you know, compared to the rest of the United States, yeah. The Jack and London was supposed to have this big revival where you brought in all these gentrified places and all these good things. You got rid of Spaghetti Factory. You got rid of Fridays. You started bringing up these new restaurants, Rogue, and all these famous gentrified names like Rogue and Refugi. But yet somehow you let Chicken and Waffle stay there. I can't believe Fox took their money. They should. They wanted to make it apolitical, and they just made it political. They they should not have taken political money, Fox. But Fox is it shows its true colors though, because they're claim to be apolitical when they're just saying we'll we'll frame what political is we'll tell people what political is just like we'll tell what people what uh, patriotism is with all the american flags and shit like that and they're making the military synonymous with that's the only true form of patriotism for my brother and sister out there, if you ever feel a need, like, man, I'm tired of going to these places all gentrified and I don't see people look like me, go to that damn chicken and waffles. It wasn't a single person there that wasn't black or brown. Go in there, but don't eat. I would go in there and say, hey, man, can I just sit in here and order water? But I don't really trust the water. I don't trust anything in that place. The security guard might put his finger in the water. Uh, and guess what? You got to pay for it before you get it served anyway. Patriotism is just loving your country. It's not just, it doesn't mean you have to be in the military. It doesn't mean you have to have a wave of flag out. They're propagating this view, and people eat it up. And people eat it up that don't necessarily align with those views. And they're still eating up the NFL. They're buying into it. Their viewership condones it. I'm alone in my house. 49er fans. Yo, yo, 
Ja. Shout out Patty Mahomes, yeah. It's like this podcast loves the NFL. DJ Art loves the NFL, right? That's all he talks about. Cowboys. Bullshit. He's paying uh he's helped paying Jerry Jones, who he who he despises. It's essentially voting against your own interest. What'd he say? What's say Lady Gaga? What I found, uh, uh. Look what I found. What I found, what I found is, hey, the Cowboys didn't win the Super Bowl, but neither did the 49ers, so it's a win for me. After that Kaepernick stuff, I was done with it. I was done with it well before then, but I was super done with it, and I still don't see how, like, Jay-Z, how everybody's just kind of, you're co-signing it, basically, by being a fan, giving every Sunday to this organization. On a more sensitive note, I want to mildly apologize to my friends who I said are equated to Trump fans because they maybe like Derek Carr. Y'all are kind of like Trump people because y'all are making Derek Carr real. Just like Trump's Trump people made Trump real. But I do apologize if if I offended any of my friends or people that took offense to that. Um, especially now that I'm realizing that with Trump's new um, commercials he spent $10 million on and Bloomberg, I'm voting for both them motherfuckers, left and right. I'm registering Democratic and Republican, and I'm about to vote for both them motherfuckers because you know what? They got the Negro interest in mind, right? Shout out sponsorship. Anyways, um, thank you for listening to our show. I hope you enjoyed our confessionals, and uh, we will leave you with this. First of all, white man, let me say that I love you, honor you, envy you, enjoy your smell, and I celebrate you in the name of white Jesus. No man can resist low-interest loans and non-fat lattes forever. And white women.
not your proper day. As from today, baby. You might think that I won't make it on my own, but now I'm stronger. But now I'm stronger than yesterday. Now it's nothing but my way. Loneliness ain't killing me no more. I, I'm stronger. When I met you, I was blown to pieces. Hot all over the floor. Pillars, it's you put me back together. I can't believe it, can't believe it. Oh, look what you found. Yeah, that's right. Look what I found. 49ers lost. Shout out, yeah. Get it, Gaga. Uh, uh, eat a dick, Nana fans. Eat a dick. Eat it, eat it, eat it, eat a dick. Not as much as New England Patriot fans and Derek Carr fans. Eat a dick. Eat a dick, eat a dick, eat a dick. Eat a dick, eat a dick. Eat a dick.